0: Well, hello, and a big, big welcome to Third and Long, the Australian podcast series providing you 360 degree access all areas past to the NFL with an Australian twist page. It's quite funny looking across the page when you're doing an intro. bird Long is brought to you by Little Birdie TV. And we're in the studios of Top Sport and Little Birdie TV, Marco. And uh, we've done it. We've managed to coordinate. We've got everyone live in the studio. How must, about that? Must say, very impressive studio, isn't it, Paige?
1: It's me? not so bad. I mean, it's it's taken up a notch with my arrival, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> you've blessed us coming down from Queensland, and, well, Marco just lives here anyway, so... Hey, know,
2: welcome it's to it's the bunker.
1: The
0: We're in the bunker, and a big welcome to you, Marco. Once, once again, it's getting very boring, a bit like the Patriots, That once again, just another win.
2: It's not boring. Winning's never boring, but, uh, no, they're just tracking nicely. They had a big test last week and uh, got the job done, and they've got... Uh, We'll talk about it a bit later, but uh, probably the match of the week is uh, coming up last uh, this week, which we'll talk about.
0: And hasn't someone to my left just jumped off that team with the star on it and the other one? Now she's got a George Kittle right behind her. Paige is back with front-page news. And I believe before we go to another big week in, in the NFL, with you're going to summarise week 12. I believe you have an issue about there's something about <laughs> Front page news that we might have given it the lemonade and sauce last week.
1: I, I did hear that it had just been benched momentarily, and I thought, well, you know, it's, it's okay from the cheap from the cheap seats. So I'm back to take control. and come coming off the bench. Uh, We all know I'm the QB1 of this show, so (laughs) it was about time I earned my rightful place back, and Front Page News is back this week.
0: All right, well, without any further ado, it's been another massive week in uh, football, and Paige, take it away with the live version. We're all in the studio. You're under no pressure (laughs) whatsoever for a summary of everything that happened in Week 12.
1: I'll tell you what, we are just getting, every week is getting better and better in the NFL. Hard to believe that we are now into the final third part of the season. It's about this time of year where we start figuring out who is going to be in the postseason. We're starting to get a good indication of which players are capable of taking their teams through to the postseason, but also the coaches that have really stood out, the teams that have impressed us, the teams that have disappointed us. The rookies that have really stood up, but there's one guy in particular, Corey, and I think it's gonna make Marco pretty happy. Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I'm almost i really liked them when they weren't doing so well because we've just come to know that the Pats were being this all conquering and dominant team. And I don't think anybody could have foreseeably pictured the the continual rise, but so quickly the trajectory so far particularly over the last six weeks that that second third of the season has been so instrumental do you think now corey i'm going to ask you first before this this vlog on the end gives us all the uh the love and glory about the <laughs> patriots but yeah. uh i'm telling you i think bill belichick might be in the running the coach of the year what do you think
0: I think all it does it once again cements, and we've we've actually spoken about it on here. When you when you've got amazing coaches, and he fits the bill as an amazing coach, and a lot of sports teams. And I wish my beloved Manchester United would take on this philosophy as well. <laughs> and they absolutely get,
1: won't. That's another show. Go right?
0: and get a great coach. Go absolutely. and get someone who has a great system. Mm. And even as we said with the Melbourne Storm. You can, and what happens, the Patriots do the same thing. The Melbourne Storm do the same thing. You throw average players into a great system. They just know their role, and as the Patriots do, Mark, do your job.
2: It's a culture,
1: though, isn't it?
2: Yeah, well, we've been, um, I'm sure you guys have as well, been watching that uh, Tom Brady, the man in the arena. and I know only halfway through the, uh, the episodes, but the same thing comes through on those shows, isn't it, even in the young Tom Brady days. And even when they were good going into Super Bowls, the, the mantra in the and the, in the uh, story has never changed, has it? Balachek, it's basically been twenty years of exactly the same. You know, do your job, and and success will will come. And I guess yeah, he's turned it around really quickly. It's been unbelievable. So
1: I think that's the thing we all appreciate about the Patriots is that they are so systems based. It's not about individual players. Maybe for a time there, there has there have been some incredible players to pull on. The, the Patriots jersey but right now we we know in the offseason they had a massive influx of players they hit free agency they hit the trade they bought in they reshaped and all of this while they have a rookie QB it is being incredible
0: yeah but i also like when you're in that position when you know uh, with jones and knowing he's got to go into the game he doesn't have he knows he doesn't have to do stupid things like, whereas all these other guys probably feel the pressure and the expectation they're going to carry the team with them, It's a per- it really is, Marco, a, a perfect situation. Like, it's a really good position as a player when you can come in and go, you know what, I stay in my lane, as we said. They try and design the players, he stays in the lane. And as long as he does that, I mean, they have success. Yeah,
2: and you need that type of quarterback as well to do that. And, you know, watching the show with Brady, even though he was young, and the other players around him said they couldn't believe how quickly he came on. And if they're documenting the Mac Jones era, I think the same experience will be coming through. The other players can't believe how well he's fitted in the system and how quickly he's, came, he's come on just to do his job. And it, I don't even think he, he gets that much press. Probably the accolades are not there as well because that's how the Patriots kind of want it to be, don't they? You know, Stafford all of a sudden goes to the Rams and he's a saviour. and
1: I, know, think, I think what... they're happy to keep him off-Broadway for a little yeah. bit. Certainly, particularly while he's in his first season. He's been incredible, but um, there have been some other really good coaches this year, too. The you know, the Ravens have done really well. The Cardinals have done really well. Um, you know, for me, you know, Matt LeFleur has been dealt some massive, you know, not only injuries, but some storylines at yeah. Green Bay. They've been really impressive, too. Zach Taylor and the Bengals, I think, since he have been fantastic as well. So quite a quite a, yeah, a little line, bit yeah. to sort of play out between now and the end of the season but moving on now it's sort of we're keeping with the tom brady theme a little bit but i think we've come to appreciate this year that the bucks are at the best when they don't need tom brady to win the game now of course it's great to have the man with the miraculous arm the incredible play action. He can read opposition defenses but he's 44 he's playing incredibly well but on the weekend, we saw Leonard Fournette, four rushing touch- touchdowns. that come from behind victory. Sorry, Corey. We, I know we're not talking about, you know, the Colts and how they shit the bed a little bit in this game. But... Um, <laughs> Really, I think that it says so much. And I think when Brady came across to the Bucs, he really liked a couple of things. And that was, one, the offense ran deep. Two, the defense was really well structured and thought out. And and three, the most important part, when you have an, a fantastic marquee QB, you need an equally fantastic O-line. And they've put all the pieces of the of the jigsaw puzzle together mm. and look like they may be potentially going towards a back-to-back, Corey.
0: Yeah, but you, you also couldn't... Um, Happened, but think, Marco. I think when you saw that game unfolding on the weekend, and it in the end having Tom Brady on the field, it it it's nearly like having another coach on the field. He doesn't have to do amazing things, but if there's a if it warrants it in the game and he has to step up, he could probably do that still. But he just knows how to manage the game. And it, it, honestly, it's like having a, another coaching staff member on the field.
2: Yeah, I think I think when you look at the game and if you watch the highlights again, the difference is if Brady's on uh, the Bucks, they win. If Brady, if you swap the quarterbacks and the Bucks go to Indy, then Indy get the job done, I think. I think that's just the difference in the end of the game. And he took in, a
1: couple of picks as well, didn't
2: he? Indy played... Unbelievable! I don't think they made too many errors no. and they took them all away. And, and the, uh, at the end of the day, it was the quarterback that got the job done.
0: But it was at the end of the day, if you're going to beat one of the best teams in the NFL, you can't make the mistakes that the Colts and Carson, Carson Wentz made.
2: But That's the difference at the end, isn't it? That's mm.
1: you know, what's separating the two teams at the moment.
2: Yeah, the Colts are going as well as they can be. And it's just a few games and a few moments in the games that are costing the Colts Uh, what are they, six and six now? Could have won three more games. Correct, and all of a sudden you win even two of those and and you're right up the top end Mm. and you're saying, well, can the Colts go all the way?
1: Talking about going all the way, this might be the complete opposite. The Rams, they started the season on absolute fire, the Matt Stafford effect. You know, they've gone ahead and, you know, a couple of weeks ago they signed Von Miller and they took up OBJ as a free agent. And since then... Things have just gone south, Corey.
0: I would. Do, it was funny at the time when that happened. It's easy. Let's let's just see how it goes over the next. you know, I mean, until the remainder of the season. But it was really interesting when that happened. We like we all. Even I thought, do they really need to do this? Did they really, really? They were already traveling along nice, but. The bigger question will be if it doesn't come off that they've Mm. gone and sold the farm how that then looks in the coming years and it's it's very interesting like everyone going into i mean the the start of december this is this is game time like these are the guys the von millers obj these sorts of guys matt stafford they got brought in they've really got to pick up the steam or else they they are in a bit of trouble
2: yeah we're gonna have to wait a couple of weeks i think they have they run into Jacksonville this week, mm. so you know you expect them to get the job done. So far, their profile this year is they've, they've beaten the week and they've, they've they've kind of done it quite convincingly. But when they've come up against the better sides, they've just been found wanting. I think so. Just on the Rams bringing in the the, the team, I, I think it's hard to develop chemistry within a season, mm. and I think that runs along many sports. Whereas we were just talking about the Patriots before; they were set to go and they thought they'd build into their their mm. year and what they normally do. The Rams are trying to do it a bit more on the run. And they're trying to bring in stars to, you know...
1: It's a compliment tech- what they've already got.
0: Yeah, yeah, correct. And just on that, the Patriots, they bring in specific players to a position. They don't bring in stars. Yeah. So that there's something in that. Yeah. I'd,
2: yeah. I think the jury's still out on the Rams. Yeah. They're potential on their day, they can do anything. But whether at the back end of a season they can string two, three, four wins to get the Super Bowl done, I think that might be a stretch.
1: Interesting run home too. So we're going to find out plenty more about the Rams going in. But... Are the Ravens now the best team in the AFC? They won super ugly on the weekend. Lamar Jackson, uh, four interceptions. They did beat the Browns 16-10. It's certainly, uh, they get no points for for the style and the way they went about it. But they're currently first in the AFC North, Corey. And uh, they are the number one spot in the AFC playoff race. I'm going to ask you this. Do you think where the Ravens sit currently and the way that they are playing are they are they aligned right now
0: no (laughs) they haven't like when i've watched them play they they just it's amazing that they're eight and three isn't it and when you i'm not saying it because it's the colts but you think of three results going the other way um it's it's interesting how that sliding doors can happen with teams um it's, it's really interesting with the Ravens, and especially with Lamar Jackson. He's not, he's not really playing well at the moment. What do you do? He threw three picks in a row. Yeah, three picks in a row. Four and in it, total for yeah, the game. Yeah,
2: well, actually, I think we asked in the chat, you know, um, how many or when's the last time a quarterback threw four picks and you get away with the victory? It's, it doesn't happen. Unbelievable, wasn't uh, it? Normally turnovers kill you, but to do three in a row and just shows more, more about the opposition as well. Uh, they did win ugly. They get away. They've done it a few times this year as well. Um, the yeah, I think the jury's still out on them as well. I don't think they're, they're certainly uh, no moral to win their division since the Bengals are right on their hammer. Mm. And I think with their run home, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, there's got to be a question mark on them for mine.
1: Mm. It's really interesting. I, I know they're only half a game sort of better right now than the Pats and the Titans. and. That AFC race is really, really wide open. We thought that was going to be a little bit tighter when we when we spoke earlier. When we we're looking at the preseason show, we we thought here's our standout teams. Here's a couple of teams mm. that we think might challenge, particularly for that fifth and sixth. You know, we're talking that final spot in the playoff race and wild card and whatnot. And now you've got you know the the Bills are seven and four. Mm. You know, very uncharacteristic of them. Um, but at the same time, we see Cincinnati, who've really shot up. We've seen that the Titans do really well after a pretty interesting start. The Patriots, and we've touched on them already, yeah. have really shot up in the last six weeks. It's quite open, I think.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Patriots will, uh, play the Bills twice in three weeks coming up as well, so that'll obviously, I think, you know, go a long way to decide that division as well.
1: Now, I'll tell you what, boys. Not only am I back <laughs> on the show... But so are my 49ers. i tell you what, it's a good time to be a 49ers fan. It's been an interesting journey. Uh, honestly, can't say I've enjoyed it too much. There's been a few uh, pull-my-hair-out moments. But George Kittle, this guy behind me, he has been killing it. Unfortunately, Debo Samuel will miss this week with a groin. Uh, worst case, two weeks. Best week, one week. But, uh, you know, they're a team now, I think. What they've, they've won three of their last four. The way that that NFC is looking, now they look more likely than not to, to, to reach the postseason. And I think they're going to be a team, and, and, and obviously my 49ers cap off <laughs> and uh, bias aside, they're a team capable of making some noise in the postseason.
2: Bad news for the 49ers here. She wrapped them up big <laughs> preseason going in. She jumped off. Well, and redis- then they've, they've,
1: they've, yeah. Look, they have, in all seriousness, they have rediscovered the run game. They've got that opportunist, opportunistic defense that was so vital to where they went in 2019 and they were that close to a Super Bowl back then. And now mm. things are starting to click for them. Obviously, they, they're going to lose Debo Samuel, who's been, you know, unbelievable. unbelievable this season, career best year. But they've got guys that are stepping up now. Jimmy Garoppolo's got options. Trey Lance as well. They're using the the, the two in unison. Yeah. How far can the can the 49ers go?
2: Well, I, I still think with with how the uh, ratings would go and stuff, I, I still think they're they're one of the leading contenders for a wild card. Um, obviously their division's going to be a bit tough with with um, massively tough, with the yeah. Cardinals. So, um, they're definitely in the mix. They're on the way up. They're playing good football, as you said. Debo Samuel's gonna uh, Samuel is going to hurt them. Um, but they they got the destiny in their own and the way they're playing. I think they'll get enough games to uh, make the postseason for you, Page
1: Corey. As a wild card contender, <clears throat> how much emphasis do you put on making the postseason in your own right versus getting in to a wild card spot and being able to push and go really deep?
0: I don't. I don't think it really matters. I think if you can make it into that postseason, I think um, you, the main thing that you want to do is you're finding form at the right time of year. Um, there's some of those teams that, you know, I mean, as we mentioned, like Baltimore, If I think if the playoffs were on next week and you were going to play them, you'd be licking your lips. Yeah. But whereas someone like the 49ers that yeah. have disco- rediscovered their mojo, it's what Mark and I even spoke about that. Some teams, even though it's boring the way they play, it's a bit... I hate to bring it back to the Colts again, but the Niners are a bit the same as um, the Colts, that a lot of their game is based on having a good run game. Yeah. And if they do that well, maybe boring, but it takes the pressure off quarterbacks like Jimmy G, Carson Wentz, that they don't have to make these crazy plays, and it's yeah. a formula for it takes success. takes the pressure off. Yes. Mm. I think
2: you need to the balance. There's nothing wrong if you, if you pound the ball, if you do it effectively. I think if you... Uh, if you do it ugly, a bit like, I don't know, I, I called Pittsburgh out at the start of the year. I thought they were very boring side, and I don't think they've really changed. They're very, you know, in Seattle, I know they're playing bad as well. They're, mm. they're legless as well. I know they don't have a run game, but I like the teams that have got the good balance, and I like the teams that come out early and set the tone. By the run game, because then it sets up everything else and it creates that balance. So
1: The Achilles' heel, I think, for the 49ers going forward will be whether or not they can continue to win games if they're giving up early leads. And we know how important that is in, in yeah. the NFL, particularly in the state of play it is. But thank you very much for bringing back front page news this week, <laughs> oh, lads. I'm on to you, Corey.
0: <laughs> well, thanks, Paige. Another big week in the NFL with front page news. We'll be back with To the House. Well, welcome back, and now it's time for my favourite segment by a very, very long way. Back to To The House, brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with topsport.com.au. And Marco, how did we go last week?
2: Yeah, it was an interesting week there, Corey. Uh, we'll just, um, before we introduce Top Rope, he's uh, busting to get into the uh, the contest here. We'll go through the bookie wrap for week 12. Uh, the favourites ran at about uh, 53%, 8 out of 15. The cover, the line and the total, also 7 out of 15. Uh, home team's not too bad this week with 9 out of 15. Uh, the season... Performance now uh, the favourites running at 59%. The line uh, still to the outside is here at 44%, and the total at to the under at 40. Uh, sorry, at 56%. And the home teams are only about 50-50. Uh, just before we bring in Top Rope, we'll have a look at his uh, week 12 performance. There, he actually gave out uh, some tips. For the week 12, you can see there he started uh, behind the eight ball, losing to Dallas and also the Pittsburgh uh, total. But have a look at the finish there from uh, Mr. Top Rope Tedeschi. He uh, crushed the under game in the Philadelphia. They only scored 20. Green Bay was one of his bets of the week. Uh, They got home by eight. He took the outsider there, plus one. Baltimore scraped home in a close one. Got the late field goal from Tucker to win by six. And another close one. It was a two-point play that would have put it into OT. As we bring in top rope, you finish with four straight. How was the rest of the punting week, top rope?
3: Uh, oh, look, if I would stick to NFL, it would be fine. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, horse racing that kills me. <laughs>
2: I thought you'd given up horse racing. You said after the spring carnival, you're going to put yourself in the paddock. MG,
3: I give up horse racing at least three times a week. Jeez. Doesn't
2: well, seem to last
1: too long. Pickle these types, aren't they?
2: Yeah. Well, lucky I'm only <laughs> following Top Rope's uh, NFL tips and uh, staying away from his horse tips. So it was definitely good, <laughs> definitely a good finish to the week, Top Rope. Uh, sent you flowers and chocolates. You said you didn't want the beer, so I kept them. Um, <laughs> so it was a very good week. A couple of close shaves to finish. Uh, root, uh, sorry, the conversion, the two-point at the end, would have been written up as possibly a bad beat. You controlled the game from the outset, and Seattle come from nowhere and tried to put it into OT. Nervous times at the end.
3: Possibly a bad beat. The kicker going down off a return two-point, of a return missed extra point in the first half, and then not being able to kick a chip shot field goal to wrap the game up. It would have been an (laughs) all-time bad beat, market.
2: If I'd had a um, satellite reading on your phone, I'm sure it would have gone dead. It would have been put (laughs) through some some part of your house, no doubt. But... um, Anyway, they only count them as wins or losses. So you've got a W in the column when we move on to week 13 now. So we'll move straight into the TV games. Last week, we had an enormous card of 10 to cover. This week, we're back to our normal eight. Okay, let's have a look at the first game for week 13. We see that uh, the Dallas Cowboys page X team now travel to New Orleans Saints. Uh, top rope, we've got Cowboys solid away favorites here at uh, minus five and a total of 47 and a half has been some good money for the home team here, Saints. Early, how do you see this one playing out?
3: Yeah, it's got to be with the Saints this one. Look, the the Cowboys are missing head coach Mike McCarthy, probably not a huge negative, but uh, also missing five other coaches uh, due to COVID protocols. We saw New Orleans early in the year have their own uh, uh, issues. They're missing a lot of coaches, Carolina, and were well outplayed. Uh, I picked New Orleans. I thought New Orleans should be close to favourite in this one uh, based on, on that information alone. So. Uh, I'll be uh, riding the Saints
2: for the points. Okay, Paige, there's not much uh, winning form going on between these two teams. Uh, Dallas have now lost two in a row and the Saints have lost four in a row. Uh, how do you see this one? Do you agree with top rope?
1: See, I just really like the fact that the, that the Cowboys have got Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb coming back in. They are huge, huge ins for Dak Prescott. Um, I know they've hit a bit of a speed bump, the uh, the, the Cowboys, but I just think the wheels have fallen off the Saints. So I know we've got coaching issues with COVID protocols and all of that sort of thing. But I actually really liked Alice here. I really do. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna back them to get back to a bit of winning form here. And I'm not really one to sort of, you know buck the trend of what top rope goes for because I yep. trust the men yep. inherently to get things right but I just like the Cowboys in this matchup all
2: right she's she, she's jumped off him after uh, two poor losses her second side but uh, she's jumping back on again. we're back the on for a,
1: for a week a one in, week only
2: all right we'll see a bit of a split decision there from uh, the two judges we move on to uh our Monday card now and the first matchup we, uh, we've got to get up at 5 a.m again We've got uh, on seven, mate, this will be shown, and it is the defending champs. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to play Atlanta. Uh, as you would expect here, the Bucks, even though they're playing away, very strong favourite here of minus 10.5 point favourite, and the total is at 50 flat. Um, top rope, um, we've all got memories of the 2017 Super Bowl. I know Brady was playing for a different team, but that was uh, one for the ages. These two teams going out at it, Brady and Ryan. How do you see um, any chance the Falcons here of causing an upset against the
3: Bucks? Yeah, I'll definitely be kind of taking the points. I think they are some hope of upsetting the Bucks. The Bucks, one and six against the spread as a road favorite, have just one of five of scoring thirty plus. Uh, good angle here. Uh, road dogs uh, off a season of a win of a season with six or fewer wins uh, have a very good cover record. Uh, Atlanta, um, yeah, the home team has covered seven of the last nine in this head-to-head matchup. I'll be with the Falcons getting the big number
2: here. Okay, big number there for top rope at home. Paige, divisional uh, divisional matchup, sorry, I should say. Uh, how do you see you going with top rope? You, you look like you've got an expression that you uh, can't see the Bucks losing this. How do you see it?
1: The Bucks crush them. <laughs> Absolutely. What was it like week two or week three it was? They just crushed them. They almost double their points, um, I think it was, back in week two. Um, but – Look, divisional matchup, we know anything can happen in these. Um, I just think that the Bucks have been too good, too strong. They run deep. They're just a well-oiled unit. I know the Falks have got, you know, wing form coming in. Mm. But I still associate them with being a bit of a hot mess. Okay. I, just, I don't rate them. I really don't rate the Falcons at all. I really like what Kyle Pitts has done at tight end for he them. One of your he's yet. been really, really instrumental. They're fine. Matt Ryan's finding him a lot. He's he's become a, a, one of their main targets. But offense is starting to work for them. I just think that the defense of of, of the Bucks is gonna be able to curtail that.
2: All right, two split decisions early. We'll Sorry, see. top rope. <laughs> I tell you what, Paige's quickest way to go broke is to take on top rope. Oh, so no. I hope you've got plenty of money here. All right, we'll move along to the third game uh, that we're going to look at, the TV games. Another 5 a.m. game. This game will be on ESPN. Good matchup here, Top Rope. We've got the Chargers travelling to play the Bengals, who are down your team, uh, Baltimore Ravens, stroke for the division at the moment. So they're up and about. We've got the home team, the Bengals, line of minus three favourites and the total at 51 flat. Uh, like this matchup, Top Rope. Um you know, the, the teams are, I guess, at different form lines With the Chargers have lost four out of six and probably just starting to lose their way, maybe considered out of form, while Cincinnati, I think, have really found their groove. They've lost, they've won four out of their last six, and they've dominated. They've won four of them by 19-plus points. So do the Bengals look a bit cheap here, top rope?
3: Uh, under the odds for mine, the Bengals. I'll be with the Chargers. I okay. still don't fully trust the Bengals. They have beaten up on bad teams. Yeah. TBC, whether the Chargers are actually a good or a bad team. They've looked pretty ordinary over the last month. But uh the Chargers, 39 16 against the spread as a road dog. The Bengals have covered just three of eleven of four wins. So uh not huge on this, but I'd rather be with the Chargers getting that getting the field goal.
2: Okay. All right, uh Paige, you have got two young quarterbacks here. You love your uh your rookies and your uh first and second year quarterbacks. Really so do. how do you see this matchup? Herbert's starting to lose his way. Burrows is probably starting to find his groove. Which way are you swing?
1: Ah. Uh, this is bad because I'm gonna disagree with with top rope oh my again God. top rope's probably sitting there going does she listen to anything I ever have to say <laughs> um I I just really think my, my biggest issue here is we're going to highlight two things is charges I like them for value this is really good value game because they could just as well bow up and take this what top rope said was spot on mm. they have beaten up on some pretty average to poor teams since yep. he but also the charges can't they can't even defend light at the moment. Like they're just—they're yeah. they're just, they're on struggle street. Their defense has been shot to pieces. Um, when you when you look at the burrow effect with, you know, Jamar Chase, who's been instrumental in their 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 rise this year, Joe Mixon at running back, they've just—they've got options. I, I really like the offense structure of, of the Bengals, but guys, it's a danger game. Uh, I think I'll, I'll go with the Bengals, but. I, I, if I was going to sort of put some money somewhere, I do like the charges for value. It's really good value that. that each that
2: price
3: each, each way head. for Page, I think, here. Top rope and a two horse option.
1: I don't want to disagree with Top Rope again, but um, I don't know. that The Bengals winning form is good form.
2: Uh, I like the Bengals here. I, I I thought they should have been a bit stronger favourites myself. Um, sixty
1: three. It's. Uh, I,
2: yeah. I, I just, almost a little I just bit. think at home. I, is the money I think, right
1: there? I think. You that, reckon that's good value?
2: Uh, I'm going to take the minus three, yeah Yeah, the minus three Yeah, I I think that's good value And I think the Chargers I I just think they're they're in Struggle Street at the Mm -hmm. moment And uh, I'm going to ride the wave of the Bengals at the moment All right, we will get on to the next match here uh, the fourth match, this will be also 5am game, this is on ESPN2, uh, the line here um, is Indy, um, uh, strong away favourites here, top rope, The money has been unbelievable for them, they have opened at 7.5 now, 9.5 point favourite, total is at 46 flat, um, the stats aren't great here for the Texans top rope, uh, the 6 and 6 Colts v the 2 and 9 Texans. Um, with Indy coming off a pretty good form rating against the Bucs last week and the Texans unable to beat the Jets. Uh, is this a bit of a mismatch?
3: Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I'll, I'll be backing the Texans getting uh, a big, big number at home uh, with a reasonable degree of confidence, actually. Tyra is actually a pretty good cover quarterback. Got a bit of Teddy Bridgewater about those numbers there. Uh, They've covered four or five division games, four or five as a home dog. India have covered as one of their last six against the AFC South. Uh, I think the lines to be here. I think the uh, Colts tend to play to the level of their opposition, one of those sides. So, yep. uh, you know, and you will. it'll be a cold day in hell when you see me laying nine and a half points, with Carson Wentz on the road, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, fair call, top rope. Do you see this market, the way it opened and the way it's trending? Do you think uh, for punters moving forward, do you think they should wait and maybe see a 10, 10 appear to take the plus? Yeah.
3: Oh, it'd be interesting to see if they actually jump to, to to ten because yeah. it's um, seven and a half to nine and a half is is not, not much, really right? jumping any key numbers. So that doesn't take much to move that. That's just yeah, yeah. That's just uh, more optics than anything else. But ten, ten will be a big number. I I, I do think there is some ten out there. So I yeah. I it'll be ten. You'll be buying it yep. uh, under the dollar ninety. But uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be jumping on that ten if you can get
2: it. Okay, Page. Uh, these two teams played week six. Um indy Colts at home won thirty-one to three. Is there a repeat performance on the cards?
1: God <laughs> The Texans are just hot trash on offense, aren't they? <laughs> what are they? They're the worst ranked team in offense this at the moment, aren't they? They've been they're going
2: bad. 14 points not, uh, a game they're averaging. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's it's not great reading if you're a Houston fan. Um I think the interesting thing, they've got two opposing styles. So you know, the Colts, you know, they're very high octane. And they score a lot. The Texans, you know, they they're, they're stodgy for yeah. me. They like to really dry up games. They're yeah. a boring team. Um, it's going to be a shocking game to watch. I can't. I don't think this is going to be one for the highlights really. Any value
2: in the under forty six then?
1: Because
2: <sighs> India like to run the ball, so maybe they'll just dry up if Texans want to dry it. I top. think
1: that's probably where I'd be edging towards. It'd be the under forty six yep. for mine.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. We've got uh, plus for top rope and under for page in the total. There. We'll move on to our next match. Uh, we've got um, a divisional matchup again here with. Uh, Baltimore traveling to play Pittsburgh Steelers here. We've got uh, Top Rope's uh, tip at the start of the year, the Ravens, for the Super Bowl. They are favorites at line of minus four. They're the away favorites, a lowish total here of 44 flat. Big rivalry here, Top Rope. We've got the eight and three Ravens against the five and five Steelers. Um, Baltimore have now won two in a row. Steelers have lost two in a row. They're probably heading in different directions. How do you see this one?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with the under in this one. Uh, okay. a, a reasonable level of confidence here, under 44.5. Uh, the under is huge individual divisional matchups, week 11 to 17. comes at 61%. Plenty of those this week. This is right up there with one of the better ones. Uh, nine and three under off a win, Baltimore. Five and one, the under when they're road favourites. Seven and three under when Pittsburgh are our home dog. I will be backing the under in this one. Probably leaning a touch to the plus, but... I uh, wouldn't be getting too involved at
2: the long. Yep. All right. Top ropes pinch my uh, lead in for you, Paige, on this game. I should have already <laughs> mine he's 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 tipped the under up pretty strongly. My intro to you is gonna be the points we're gonna be a premium at this game. Pittsburgh love dragging teams down to the mud, so to speak, and trying to keep it close. Uh, we'll suit Baltimore. They've played um six matches this year with very close results either time. So do you see this being close and which way would you be picking?
1: I think in, in a in a pure in a pure head to head market I'm with Baltimore. And the reason I say that is because they're still the number one seed in the AFC for a reason. They've, they've, they've kind of weathered the storm, I feel like, for the last couple of weeks. I agree wholeheartedly this week with Top Rope. I would be all over that under. I think the Steelers, they just love to dry up games. They yeah. love stops. They love to force, you know, and also they slow the game down too. Yeah. They commit penalties. To take momentum out of the game, it's been their go-to all year. Yep. And and we've seen that constantly. I just think that that's going to really frustrate the Ravens a bit and that's going to dry up the scoring a lot. So all over the under, okay. four, the under 44 total. All
2: right, there we go to uh, both on the under. So 44 is the number there that you can bet the under. Okay, we've got um, match six. This is our mid-range games at uh, 8.25 slot. It's on seven mate. Uh, Paige is going to look forward to talking about this one. Actually, top rope is as well. I keep forgetting top rope's a 49ers fan. That's poor by me. The 49ers are traveling to Seattle. Uh, the 49ers are favorite at minus three and a half, and the total is at 45 and a half. Again, a divisional matchup, top rope. Um, the 49ers we spoke about earlier in Paige's news. Uh, they've found their groove. They've won three in a row. They look airborne. We touched on Seattle last week's show that uh, they look shot, disinterested. Wilson coming back, not being the same player. They've lost three straight now. Top rope, are we going to keep rolling with the 49ers this week? Uh,
3: look, I can't be on the 49ers as a favourite. They've covered for the last 14. They're, they're just no bet in that situation. Uh, by contrast, uh, I've got zero interest in being on Seattle, which is running the most basic, inane, dated offense. Uh, and there's counting with the ball, their third yeah. down uh conversion procedure is absolutely horrific. So no a bit on that one. Probably uh if you gonna have a bit in this one, the unders, the old divisional unders late in the season angle. Uh, as a player there in Seattle just a massive under 20 and seven under off a loss nine and seven under in their last 26. So uh lean towards the under, not a lot of confidence.
2: Okay, slot there for the under for the top rope in this game page. Let's keep this short in your assessment. We've talked enough about the 49ers so far. Just a tip from you. Um Forty nine has been very good on the road. Four and one this year. Seattle have been horrendous at home, which is normally their strength. They're one and four. Uh, any chance Seattle can upset your team?
1: Yeah, it, it, the, the the fact that this is on the road gives me more confidence. Um, particularly, look, the, the points that will dry up, and that's purely because Debo Samuel is going to be missing. In saying that as well. The run game's quite strong, and we know that the, the Seahawks are pretty awful when it comes to defending the run game. So in a, in a pure head-to-head, I'd take that the 49ers are on this one to continue their good form, but I really like that the the under here.
2: Okay. All right, under there for both uh, Top Rope and Page in that game, and we move on to our 12-20 slot here on the Monday. This will be shown on ESPN. Uh, looking forward to this game, we have the... Denver Broncos traveling to take Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite at the moment. A pretty big line for mine at minus 10 and the total of 47.5. Another divisional matchup here. We've got a lot of divisional matchups to finish off this week. Uh, close head-to-heads, top rope, 6-5. and five Broncos against the 7-4 Chiefs. Uh, good form for both. Denver have won 3-4 and Chiefs have now won 4 in a row coming off the bye. How do you see this game shaking out?
3: Yeah, uh, fascinating game. Uh, to starters, I'm not sure is usually double-digit favourites in this one. I do have a lean towards Denver. not a lot of numbers to back that up, but the Chiefs uh, do look to be a bit of an overrated position and I think this has been pumped up a little by the well-spoken Andy Reid of a buy uh, record. Uh, there is a very strong bet in this game and that bet is the unders. We've mentioned uh, divisional unders late in the season. Uh, Denver are a massive unders team, 22 and 6 uh, under off a win, 15 and 5 under in their division, 5 and 1 under on the road. Kansas City, 5 and 1 under in their last six, 5 and 1 under as a favourite, 12 and 3 under off a bye. Five of the last six head to heads between these two have gone under the total. I made this total 44 and a half. We've got 47 and a half. It's a very good bet. steaming to the other.
2: Like a top rope. Uh, figures match up here. I also were around your mark as well. So that's good news that uh, the unders a very strong play in this game for mine. Paige, very strong defences. Um, Denver have been a strong defence all year. They're around the third-ranked defence. And the Chiefs started off very ordinary in the first month. They couldn't stop anyone. Uh, now their defence is uh, ninth-ranked. So from a D-point point of view, divisional match-up. Do you agree with the under and do you have a side at the line?
1: Yeah, I, I like the, the, the under here, um, echoing what, what Top Rope said. It's it, Both teams are coming in on some pretty strong de- form. Sorry, Denver incredible last week. I thought they've really kind of, I think the pennies dropped for them, particularly on offense. I know they've been opportunistic indeed, but also in offense, they've made some some plays work. So. Teddy Bridgewater. The only issue there will be whether or not he gets up. We know yep. there's a concern there coming into this matchup. Really strong on the uh, on the under here as well. Yep. Forty-seven and a half is very generous. Yeah, very generous. Um, right. KC though in a in a head-to-head at the line though. Ten's a big
2: number.
1: tens it's too. It's probably yep. too big for me.
2: All right. All right. Sounds like. Uh the under is one of the plays of the week here. Uh, we can't get in the opposition for the overs, so hopefully come Monday uh, lunchtime we, we'll have a few winners behind us and we'll be able to chips all in, Job. Gamble responsibly, of course. Okay, we move on to... <laughs> gamble responsibly. Um, <laughs> in there. We move on to the last match, which is our Tuesday game at 12.15. This will be shown on ESPN. Uh, unfortunately, I've got to wait all the way to this one. I've got a good mate that barracks for the... The Bills, so he's been had this on the calendar since the schedule came out. And lucky for us, we challenge each other twice in the next three weeks. We have got the New England Patriots travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. And the Bills here at the moment uh, just a favourite at two and a half. They open three, so slight edge in the early betting to the Patriots. A low total of 43 and a half. Top rope, another divisional matchup here. This is our fifth one in a row, I believe, for the TV games. Um, this is definitely match of the week for my, in my opinion, not just because my team's playing in there. Um, we've got the eight and four Patriots against the seven and four Bills. Uh, we don't need to say that the Patriots have won six in a row. This is their biggest test uh, to date for sure, going into Buffalo. Top rope. Uh, how do you see this game shaking out?
3: Yeah, they've got a nice rhythm going. On, the, the Pats and Buffalo have been kind of pretty hot and cold with how they play. They were strong against the Saints last week, but. Yeah, very, very patchy. I'd love to be with New England here. Uh, I do like Mac Jones' temperament. The 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 Pats have covered thirteen of nine as a dog, twenty-three of thirty-one. I think we to fourteen plus. Uh well, it's hard to knock Buffalo too much, but i just rather be the points. Not a lot of confidence in this one, but uh I I lean towards New England. Perhaps a little on that is the uh being on New England preseason to win the division. So uh, this will obviously play a huge role in getting that better.
2: Yep. Okay, Paige, how do you see this one shaking out? Any faith in the uh, Patriots? I don't want you jumping on the Patriots. No, no. I wouldn't wouldn't do that. I'd
1: get shot.
2: This is a big game for Buffalo, obviously at home, when you know that they've got to go in to play the Patriots in uh, another two weeks after this game. So there's more pressure probably on Buffalo to get this win for the division. If they lose this one, uh, they may not be able to catch the Patriots. Fascinating.
1: Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating matchup. Um, particularly given the trajectory that these two teams are on, um, New England have been just outstanding. We've mentioned all show how well they've been through the second, that that middle third of the season. Now is when we're going to – this is the acid test for them now. This is really – we get an opportunity now to see exactly where Bill Belichick and the Patriots are. If they can go in to Buffalo in what is going to be a hostile environment against a very dynamic – Um, Josh Allen, who can not only, you know, he can pass the ball, we know he can run the ball too. So they've got to be able to counter for both options there. So I actually really think that, that New England will beat them. Okay. I think they're going to come in here and make such a massive statement. I think it's going to turn the season on its head. Yeah. I really think this is prime Belichick moment. Yeah. That he's just going to be another chapter to his incredible story. Going into Buffalo, this is gonna be huge. If Mac Jones can steer them to a victory here and then win on the return leg in a couple of weeks' time back at home, massive. And it's gonna have huge implications. But number one seeds riding on this too. They win and Baltimore lose, they got a number one. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. I don't know. I just I think New England are gonna be able to Mm. deal with that pressure and momentum. They've got nothing to lose, really. They get the return leg in a few weeks' time. They have nothing to lose, and that's the best way to go into a buffalo. Pressure. Yeah. Pressure everywhere. And we know how much they've been hyped coming into this season. Uh, they're getting a bit wobbly.
3: Yeah.
1: Form says so. Yeah. Patriots have just been really nice chugging along. I just think that winning form's good form. You yeah. back that
2: Yeah, in the saying that in the NFL, it's hard to keep winning. Oh, absolutely. You know, this, is, this, is it a, is. this is a long streak, you know, oh, one yeah. six in a row. Uh going into Buffalo, it's it's not all or nothing for Buffalo, but in a sense... They're it,
1: not going to be disgraced and there's yep. no shame in losing to Buffalo in Buffalo. True. And, and that's the thing too. So yeah, there's a couple of different narratives here we're going with, but I just think that the way that New England are going, they're not the star-studded team they were five, yep. six, seven, eight years ago. Everyone's playing a role. Everyone knows their role. They're in a systems-based routine Buffalo have just kind of been up and down, up and down. I just think there's a bit more continuity in what the Patriots are serving up, snap to snap, than what we're seeing at Buffalo. Okay.
2: But Okay, thanks there, Paige. Paige is keen on the Patriots to win outright. Uh, myself, top, top rope's uh, not sure in this game. He's probably going to stay out. You'll see how many winners he backs until the Monday night. I'm sure he'll have a uh, wager coming in. He never sits out too often. Myself, I like the over in the game 43 and a half. I think it's a it's a little shy, and uh, I think the Patriots might put up a fair chunk of that myself. So I like the over. Okay, that is it for the eight eight matches. We've covered plenty. We've got some great games to look forward to. Uh, for all your betting information, please get to Little Birdie Pod. Uh, com. Please look up the Little Birdie shop Get all the to the house information For Top Rope He has extensive uh, information there A lot of tips He's uh, on the back of four straight So he's got his tail up at the moment He's looking forward to week 13 We'll quickly uh, just bring in Top Rope now As we just want to discuss The updated Super Bowl prices We've uh, touched on this earlier In the segment of how Crucial this week seems to be. Um, it's still very open. Top rope, as you can see. Finally, a uh, contender holds the favouritism week to week here. The Bucks were favourites last week. Continue to be favourites at $6. The Chiefs now at $7.50. The Packers after a good win at $8.50. The Cards at $9 with Buffalo Bills. Your Ravens here, top rope at $11. They're going along nicely. The Patriots uh, keep coming in, uh, $11. They've made it to the front page here, and the Cowboys bring up the rest at $13. Top rope, as I throw to you this week, how do you summarise the Super Bowl, and if you were having one pick, who would you pick?
3: Uh, I think the Packers uh, have yep. the clearest path through to the Super Bowl. Uh, at $8.50, I kind of reel it a the way to just overcome every bit of trouble is kind of put in front of them so yeah uh
2: yeah i'll I'll be on the packers like it page any thoughts if you haven't one pick this week
3: the
1: bucks i just really like what the bucks are doing they've just been keep on keeping on they're very very good outfit
2: okay very good all right page going for the bucks that threw me a bit there i thought you might have had a few other choices uh, as we mentioned last week, I'll just tap on a um, uh, top rope did tip uh, his 49ers and your 49ers at $41 last week, couple of dollars Ooh. invested. Uh, obviously, with a big win, they've got Seattle this week, so they're moving in the right direction as well. So a bit of a smoky, uh, still the 49ers if you followed last week's show. Okay, we are going to move into what's important is everybody loves a bet, so we're going to discuss our uh, bets of the week. So, Paige.
1: Well, every week, our panel of four will be granted $100 to invest, which is sponsored by topsport.com.au. And Topsport is Australia's biggest betting bookie. Bet where the pros get set. Now, all profits are donated to Corey's platform, Walk With Me Online, which does some phenomenal, amazing work in the mental health space. If you haven't checked it out, please do walkwithmeonline.com.au. It is great work that the big man does. <laughs> and each week we get $100 each, don't we, Marco?
2: Yeah, before we get to those uh, four selections this week, we'll just wrap up week 12 on the screen. We uh, went two and two. The big man finally found a winner after losing a couple in a row. He scraped home with Baltimore late kick as the kicker, Uh And, um, Paige, your Green Bay Packers got the job done. So you can see the total uh, for the year. We are at $2,185 at the moment. So we're tracking uh, pretty much where we thought. We were aiming somewhere between the three and a half to four grand mark. So we are two-thirds of the way through the season. So we will monitor that as we go. This week's tips, Paige, what is your best for the week?
1: Look, I like – I'm going to take the 49ers (laughs) This week, I'm going to, you know what? I'm just going to roll with a good thing. All right. Seattle are shot. They can smell blood in the water, the 49ers. And I think this is about to kick-start the season for them again, make a serious play for the playoffs. So, all right, minus
2: minus three and a yeah, half. Yeah, I'll take them there. Minus three and a half there for Paige for the 49ers. Top rope, what have you got as your number one pick for the week?
3: Uh, under 47.5, Denver, Kansas City, Sunday night football.
2: Okay, very uh, to the point there for Top row. He's very confident on that game. Uh, wait for Sunday night football. Corey uh, is tipping his Colts this week. At the minus nine and a half i think he's going against top rope who was keen on the plus so they've gone head-to-head a couple of times this year i'm not sure what the head-to-head count is we'll have to go back and get it but uh it'll be a bit of
1: head wobble if he beats (laughs) the band is
2: always interesting on the chat so (laughs) i like him going back and forth myself i'm actually waiting for the last game i like the pats and the bills over the 43 and a half in the total shootout i I think there'll be i think there'll be some points i think 43 and a half's uh, a couple short there and that is my best for the week
1: well, we have a couple of tickets to give away to our Super Bowl party at the end of the season. Big shout out to BG Forty Three last week who got the exact margin, and uh, the and the winner, of course. Now, he's going to get a couple of tickets to come and party with us on Super Bowl Day, which is super exciting and uh, a little bit of trivia for you guys too. It is the second week in a row that the margin has been 25. So for the punters out there, we may be on a three-peat here. So keep that in mind. But hit us up on Twitter because we have put out today... Who will win out of the Cowboys and the Saints this week? So the Cowboys hit the road. They travel to the Superdome to take on New Orleans. And I think they may be in in a bit of trouble, the Saints. So put your tip in. Tell us who's going to win. Give us the margin. And the first and closest to the margin, or if you correct and bang on the money, is going to win a ticket for themselves, and a mate to come and hang out with us, have a couple of frothies on Super Bowl Day. And of course, watch the football. We can't wait. So get in touch with us on Twitter at Third and Long TV. Pop your tip in. We'll be back next week to announce the winner.
0: Thanks, Paige. Well, that's a wrap for another show. Thanks to the Third and Long crew. Thanks to being live in the studio. What a pleasure to be in here with the guys. You can follow us on YouTube, find us at the Apple Store, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow at Little Birdie TV or Third and Long TV on Twitter and Instagram, and remember, for all your NFL action, can be found at topsport.com.au. And remember, invest wisely, punters, and enjoy Week 13.